What's up, BBB family? It's your girl, Ebony Real. And yes, it's the real Ebony here with my co-host. It's your girl, Millie J. I hope y'all got y'all venties ready. Make sure y'all got them venties full because we finna pour it out. Here at Venti's Venting and Vibing, we aspire to provide a non-judgmental and safe platform for all. Our platform is designed to rebuild communities all over the world. Where each community will come together to blend into one big village. We would love for y'all to join the VVV family. So follow on all platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ebony Rue, what's in your Venti? Period. I got some Cayman Jack strawberry margarita. Millie J, what's in your venti? I ain't even gonna show y'all. I, I'm ashamed again, y'all. I, I'm here with some. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm here with some coffee. I'm gonna show y'all. Starbucks. Stay with some Starbucks. Starbucks. <clears throat> Period. Starbucks. Holla at Venti's Venti. <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with my voice today. I'm sorry. I apologize. You good, sis. You good. All right. I so. haven't been yelling all day, so I don't know what's going on. But anyway, what is this episode going to be on? I like lighting. That's better. Your lighting. I feel it like was, I was good. Be- it was good before, I think. I don't know. Mm. I don't my, know. Forehead. my forehead was shining. All right. Stupid. All right, so it's still shining. It is still shining. That's why I was laughing. I'm like, you stupid. It's still shining. You ain't do nothing. (laughs) You really did nothing. Thought I did something. That's all right. That's all right. She thought she did something, yeah. All right, so I asked you already, what are we talking about? (laughs) Who's drinking? Me or you? I'm confused. I'm, all right i'm so, tired y'all i promise y'all i'm so tired i've been on the computer all day and y'all okay before we even get into this episode let me tell y'all she rocked the shit out of my book inside when i know sis oh my i cannot wait for y'all to see y'all gonna book off of the booking website like just because how good it looks so y'all better tap in with Millie J. She gonna be off of them surface soon. Soon. Not yet, but soon. And, yes. Very soon. And um I'm I am i am also okay with taking any type of feedback. Good, bad, you know. Practice makes perfect. So you know what I'm saying? But yeah, holla at me eventually. I I'll let y'all know when. <laughs> Period. So now we're gonna jump into it. So Today, we're going to be talking about healing. Mm. And we're going to discuss how we heal or what our trial and tribulations have been with healing. And then we're going to branch off into other ways of coping, um, things that we feel like we could have done better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're just going to get into the whole healing conversation. Right. So how does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? Healing for me is being able to 
get through a conversation, like a difficult conversation, whether I cry or not cry or whatever, but just be able to get through the conversation of what was causing so much pain. When I could do that, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Like, I don't feel like I'm 100% healed when I get through, when I get through a conversation, but it's more so like, okay, now I can talk about it. Now I can express myself, you know, in ways that I couldn't before. I was a person that didn't show emotion. Like when I tell you I didn't show emotion and I got used to that. Like I said in my series, if I showed emotion, I was going to beat your ass. <laughs> I was gonna beat your ass or somebody passed away like it was something traumatic like I was either angry or I was really hurting so yeah that's what uh that's what we're gonna start at and that's what it starts to look like for me so Millie J what it look like for you so it's funny that you say that because I was the total opposite and I'm still in the total opposite so growing up, like writing in my journal and crying is how I let things out. Mm. Then also when you get me, go ahead. No, I was you gonna, was gonna say something. In private, oh, I definitely showed emotion, like to myself, but to people on the outside, like yeah, y'all wasn't gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that too. I feel um people on the outside, you're not going to see that. But if I'm angry and it comes from an angry place, like the crying comes from there, I don't care who's around. Everybody's going to see it. You're going to know what I feel like when I get there. And um, so I've always been a crybaby. I don't know. I feel like I've always been a crybaby. Um, I still get called a crybaby. Like, when I can't have some on my way, I cry. I don't give a shit. Like, you the French, but... Huh? You throw tantrums? Yeah, if I don't get something my way, I'm definitely throwing tantrums. But I think it's because I also... Well, my mom has now three kids. And so I'm the only girl. And in a sense, I feel like she kind of cuddled me as much as she could. Mm-hmm. So, and then my aunts kind of like, and my uncles were like very also overprotective in a sense because they knew I was growing up without a father. Right. So everybody was kind of like, I was just, I felt like the little princess in a way. And even mm-hmm. still to this day, they'd be like, la nena, la nena. Like, I'm a whole grown woman. They call me the little, like, <laughs> little girl. Like, you know? So oh. it's like, in a in a way, I think that's why crying, like, I got my way out of crying when I was a kid. I still do it to my husband. <laughs> um, I don't do it to anybody else but my husband. But <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's how I get my way. You know what I'm saying? But, right. um... I also I still I still feel my feelings like I still let myself feel what I'm feeling in that moment if the, if I have to go cry and my husband hates that he'd be like don't don't show like that's like a form of weakness but also understand that 
we're two different cultures, me and him. Like, we come from two different upbringings, right? So he was taught that if you cry in front of people, it was like you're showing them that you're weak or whatever. And me coming up, like, I heard my mom told my brother that he couldn't cry because he was a boy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she'll be like, oh, you know, like you're a boy, whatever. But she still let him have his moments if he needed to cry. But for me, I felt like I was allowed to have that space to just cry if I wanted to. That's so I though. still do it now. Yeah, I still do it now. I feel like I just always been a big crybaby. And it was worse when I was pregnant. Like my, I remember my mother told me to shut up and I started crying. <laughs> like instantly crying. And it wasn't fake tears, y'all. Like I promise y'all. It was Your feelings was hurt. My feelings was hurt. And that's the thing about me. Like when I was younger, like my feelings would get hurt so easily that I was just like break down and cry. Aww. And as I've gotten older, I've learned how to control that. So I don't cry about things like that. But like if I'm having a bad day, if my three-year-old has been going at it all day and I have not gotten a break from anything in the house, the kids, nothing, I'm going in that bathroom and I'm closing that door and I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry out of frustration. I already I'm going to cry because I'm mad at myself. Ooh, I know that yes, mad at yourself because like you don't want to yell at them, but at the same time you want to yell because like nobody understands what you're feeling right now but then again it's like they're toddlers they don't understand they're not going to Mm -hmm. you need to understand Mm -hmm. you need to meditate yourself i be feeling like they be playing us sometimes though i be feeling like they definitely understand more than what they put on i'm learning yes all these years later yes because my daughter be like go away mommy like oh what you know about go away she just started that y'all this week sending you away she told me to go away because I caught her doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing. But she said, go away. I said, mm. but anyway, so that's how I do. I cry. I do. I'm a big cry baby. And I used to tell my son, don't cry. Don't cry. But now as like time has gone by, like I said, because growing up, you would see like boys get told not to cry. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I was see. So my kids, my sons, I'd be like, you can't cry, whatever. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, it's okay if you want to cry. It's okay. Yeah, I kind of was like that um, in a in a sense as well. Like, I felt like my, well, really, my kids didn't really show emotion. Like, they cried, but they didn't, as they got older, they started to hold a lot of emotion in. And it's because they saw how I coped and the way that I didn't cry in front of people, it it unintentionally went over to them, right? But my grandson, he he shows his emotion and he tells you, like he'll straight up tell you, you hurt my feelings. Aww. Yeah, he did that to me the other day. Like he was, um, I was trying to put them to bed and he, I was tired. He was crying. And I'm like, boy, if you don't go to sleep. So what I was doing, I was playing back one of our Zoom. Like, it was after we recorded. And I was playing it back while I was laying down. 
And I told him to go to sleep. No, you can't watch it. Like, why are you even up? He told him, he started crying. Then I'm finally like, why are you crying? He's talking about, you hurt my feelings. I'm like, oh, my Lord. I was like, all right, you can watch two seconds. And then you going to sleep. Right. Because I felt right. bad. I was like, dang, I done hurt his feelings and shit. You got to validate his feelings, though. You got to validate his I know, feelings. but it just feelings. caught me off guard that he was so expressive about that. Like, no, you hurt my feelings. That's why I'm crying. Like, you need to fix this. And I was like, okay, let me let him see it and fix it. And he went to sleep. And it's so good, like, to be at this point where you can actually sit there and listen to your kids. Because when we were younger, I feel like we was so caught up on like a treadmill type of thing where you're just trying to keep going and going and going and going as fast as you can to mm-hmm. meet all your goals and do all these things where now you're like okay everything happens one step at a time so mm-hmm. it's okay to slow down and kind of you know listen to the kids because back then I used to be like work 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 and I'm still work 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 but I balance it very well now where before I was, I didn't get no sleep. I was Burn stressed. Mm. Yes. Burn like when out. you get home, you're ready to crash. And you're like, oh my God, I can't even crash because I'm about to have all these people in my face. <laughs> all these little people that I created. <laughs> <laughs> that I created all in my face. But... um. Okay. But all in all, and also, you know what also helps me? Like going for walks and spending time with my kids, believe it or not, when I'm pissed off, mad, hurt about something, it might not be right away because right away I just want to be, I don't want nobody to talk to me. But as the hours go by and it gets later into that evening, I'm like, you know what? Let me go hang out with the kids. Let me go do something with them. And that kind of helps. It may not help what I'm going through but it helps take me away from that space for the moment and just kind of enjoy what I have because sometimes we you know healing is like healing for me is like I'm healing from all the things from my childhood but I'm also healing in a part of I've been through so much in my adulthood and I'm only 34. My adulting started so early that I've been through so much in adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so those like short lived years of childhood still have so much trauma there that I never really focused on. And being able to focus on that now and just coping with it in a sense of I I have my journal I'm also like learning a lot about God Mm. so these are kind of your things of coping with yeah yeah like I I think that all of that stuff kind of helps so it don't it don't kind of help it helps me because I don't know where I would be without my bible and my journal so let me ask you a question, like as far as tapping into your um spiritual side and, you know, getting closer to God, you know, I have strayed away and I'm at the point where I'm literally like 
Well, I haven't prayed since May. Mm. But what I'll do, what I've been doing is kind of just talking out loud. So I'm praying, but I'm praying in a way that is not so praying. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just talking. Well, well, praying is praying regardless. Right. Um, But not me. I'm on my knees. It's not me with my hands together. It's not me with my hands raised. Like, I'm just because I feel like, you know, how I used to pray was exactly like that, you know? Right. In May, when I lost my faith, it was like I couldn't do those things. So I just have a, I would just talk out, not in the shower, doing my hair, like whatever. I'm just going to talk it out. And so I say I haven't prayed since May, but I really have. I just didn't do it in the form that I'm used to doing it. So how do that feel being able to tap into your spiritual side and your connection with God more? Well, first of all, it took me to, it took me to land in a hospital for me to actually say, you know what, you need to go look for God. Like you need to go learn about him, read about him get in tune with him, talk to him because what I had just experienced to me, it was very traumatic because it was something I had never experienced before. And um, in that moment, I got home from the hospital and the first thing I did was order my Bible. Like that's my first Bible I've ever purchased in my entire life. I've never owned one before. Yes, I went to like Catholic school when I was a little girl, but those were kid books, not a Bible. Not a real Bible. I mean, it's a right. real Bible, but not like a, a adult Bible. So do you mind sharing like what happened in the hospital? Like what, what caused so, you? So basically I was home and I decided to take back a little nap before the kids came home from school. It was a very short nap like I'm talking about I went I laid down about maybe 140 I was up before my alarm rung at 220 and the reason why I got up was because I um the whole like left side of my face it went numb but I didn't realize it went numb I thought that like I slobbed on myself and I was like it was like so gross right so I'm like, I woke up like that. And when I felt it was all like everything was numb, everything was numb. And I was just sitting here playing with my lips. And I remember like I texted you. Mm-hmm. I contacted my mother. I contacted my mother-in-law. And once like I didn't feel because I still could feel my top lip. But once that went away, I mean, once, yeah, once the feeling went away and I couldn't feel my top or like the top lip or the bottom lip, like the left side of my face. Once I couldn't feel that, I was like, oh, I need to go to the hospital. So once I got there, they call a stroke code. And after they did like MRIs and scans and a whole bunch of stuff, it was, it was a lot like, there was a lot of doctors everywhere on the screen in physical form. It was like when you oh, yeah. work in a hospital. Trust me, I know. 
Mm-hmm. When oh. you work in a hospital, you see you got this. Somebody on the left, somebody on the right. You got somebody at the foot. <laughs> you got somebody yeah. right, there, right there. Yes, and it was I'll so traumatic because I worked in the ED department, right? And I've worked in a hospital, and I've worked on med search floors, and I've worked on um, surgical units, and so I I've been around all these traumatic experiences, but I never lived one. Mm-hmm. I never been the patient, like I've been a patient giving birth, minor things, you know, um, well, I've been a patient for a major thing, but I like to call it minor because I'm still alive. So I don't know. I need to stop playing, but it, it, to me, it was minor because it wasn't something that, um, was caused like out of nowhere. It wasn't like a health issue. It was more like an injury. So, but it ended up. I had to, I was like internally bleeding. So that was my first time ever experiencing something, but I didn't find it traumatic because it wasn't no code being called. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no bunch of doctors running to me. It was just like a regular ER visit. But this time it was like everything, like mm-hmm. everything. So anyway, they, um, I'm still going to the doctors for this and they're still looking for, other things that may be going on that could relate to it but all in all I had a small like a mini it's it's called the TIA and it's this mini it's like a mini stroke and you know when the mini stroke comes you you can possibly have a real one um I noticed a lot of things like so when I was going through it, I didn't notice a lot of things physically had changed. But as mm-hmm. I've been home, I started to notice things like a lot of memory loss, a lot of going back and repeating the same thing I just said. Um, sometimes I do slur my speech and I didn't start catching on to that till after. So I do have to go see a neurologist and all these other things. Right. But being in that place where I went through something traumatic that I've never been through. I just needed, I knew right then and there that I needed to have faith because this was my sign. Back story. A day before this happened, I literally said I wanted to die. Um, I I was just going through so many things at once that I said that. And in that moment, I don't know if that, I think that's how I really felt in that moment. But also in that moment, I was angry. I was hurt. I was sad. I was going through a lot and I just said it. And the next day I ended up in the hospital. So that's why I'm like, mm, watch which watch what comes out your mouth mm-hmm. because you can speak some things up and when that happened I knew then and I'm getting a little emotional because What's that right? other things happened other things happened too that I'm not really ready to talk about yet that I feel led me to get there to, to be in a hospital that day but just 
going through that and like being in that place, I felt at such such a vulnerable place, like such a low place, like bottom of the bottom. Like I've been at the bottom before, but this was bottom of the bottom. Cause I've mm -hmm. been at the bottom before. I've been homeless. Like I faced those things. But when it comes to your health, to me, that was bottom of the bottom because I also, a part of me didn't desire to be here on earth mm -hmm. the day before that happened. And, um, and again, I've been through so many things in life that in that moment, yes, that's how I felt. I didn't want to be here because I had been going through, I've been battling all these things and it's just hard. And, it, and I realized that God, you know, things happen for a reason. And that was like a wake up call and appreciate life more appreciate the things that you have been blessed with. Stop dwelling on the things that are not happening just yet or the things that are taken away from you because I'm taken away from you for a reason to get your attention. Right. And so he got my attention. He got my attention. And I was like, I, I actually spoke to my cousin because I had no idea what Bible to buy. No idea. So I called her up and this is my cousin that I met, met um, last year on my father's side. Yeah. And me and her, and me and all my cousins have gotten very close on that side, except for maybe one of them. And I, I, I don't know. It's not that we aren't close, but anyway, that's another story for another day. Right. But um, going back, like I called her and she was like, get the King's James Version, Holy Bible. And I was like, okay. So I went and got that. And then in that same call, but she, like she was on the call while I was purchasing it. Cause she was trying to make sure that I really tapped into that side mm -hmm. because she's a very big believer. And um, she's also been going through a lot of things. So this is what's helped her. So she was like, you need to tap into this. And then she had me buy the woman's study Bible as well. And I love it. And you should get the woman's study Bible because it's so many things up there about marriage. And I've been married 10 years. But when you look at a Bible, it just gives you such a different insight on marriage. And you don't have to follow it to a T, but it gives you a different perspective. I might try it. On, on what the husband's supposed to do and like what the wife, you know what I'm saying? It gives you mm -hmm. a whole different, it's hard for me to explain it because like I said, I'm just learning myself. Right. So I'm not here to coach anybody. But that's really hot. Like that has really helped me. And to deal with everything because I'm still going through stuff, right? Like I'm still having doctor's appointments, physical therapy. I still have my kids that I have to look after. I still have things that I'm doing business-wise. I still have school that I'm trying to study for. I still have so many things that I'm doing, but I'm keeping myself busy. And one of the things that was said to me is to always, always read. No matter what, just keep training your brain mm. no matter how old you get so I think that helps a lot and if y'all are wondering that's what has helped me so I think that if you haven't tapped in I don't know what you guys believe in 
I'm not, this is not me coming very religious because like I said, I'm just learning. Like I don't want y'all and I'm not downplaying religions either. Um, but this is just what, what helps me. And I'm stuttering a lot in this episode because I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but anyway, <laughs> go on sis. I'm gonna let you go on now. Um, so really, um, what helped me initially was counseling. That's initially mm. what helped me. Um, I had started counseling with my daughter and then we did some family counseling and then I brought the counseling home to the other children that didn't get counseling because they also was affected. So I was like, you know, we're going to start this conversation in the home. We're going to make this, you know, this is going to be a regular theme because I want to know how y'all feel. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want y'all to feel like y'all can't cry if y'all want to cry, mm-hmm. if y'all frustrated, you know, whatever you want to vent or whatever the case is. I want you to feel like you can talk. So, mm-hmm. but I had to open up to them as well. So I did personal counseling for myself. Um, I actually, like when I first went, she was like, that first meeting was like, listen, you got to come back twice a week. <laughs> or you could do two hours in one day. We we can't cover enough for this to be beneficial for you. So I did counseling twice a week because mm-hmm. two hours was crazy. And I used to go after I did a night shift at the hospital. So you already know. So mm-hmm. I did the two, the two um sessions a week. We got somewhere. I had um I actually had a traumatic experience happen with Dewan that I shared on my mm. TikTok um where he fell off the bed hit his head and he like passed out like in my arms as I'm trying to like call 911 and all this stuff so I had talked about um mm. how it affected me and I was having a hard time like getting over like how he felt limp in my arms you know I was like struggling with it so the next session that I had with my um counselor or therapist, I don't know what you want to call her, but um she did this activity where um it was like a thing that she had me hold and it vibrated and it had like a little switch. So as my emotions intensified, like I had to close my eyes, she was she would talk. And as my emotions intensified, I had to go up on the vibration. So now my emotions is intensifying, intensifying. So is the vibration. So now the attention is going to go from here to my hand. And I was able to get past and get over feeling him limp in my arms. At that moment, I said, you know what? This is working. We're going to keep this. So I I continued, then I finally graduated to one session a week. She finally had, you know, we finally got some things, you know, taken care of and got somewhere in our, you know, conversations. And that's one thing that I know back in the day, if I would have had that back in the day, I probably like, there's different like ways I would have handled things. But being that, you know, and within our community, 
mental health is not really talked about um counseling therapy like most people don't believe in that they don't want to sit in front of somebody and tell their business or whatever the case is but like for me that was one of the things that was able to elevate my healing because you know all the years that I suffered through traumas literally I thought like okay I got this I healed from it I did it by myself. I'm good. And then I become an adult and I get married. And now there's things coming up in my marriage that stem from my childhood traumas or me losing my godfather. Now, a lot of my childhood traumas down came back to me. So now I'm way at the beginning of the healing process again. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It, so you're currently, again, at the beginning of your healing process. You would um, say, because I, I feel like I'm at the beginning of a healing process. So I don't want anyone to think that like, by any means, I've healed certain parts of the things that I'm dealing with. As far as like, absent father, I've healed from that because I got closure from that. Um, Do I still think about it? Does it still affect me? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's part of healing. That's part of moving forward. Right. So right. But we are still in the beginning process. So we are well, willing to like take advice I, too. Yes, I'm I'm in like the first year of healing. Cause I really didn't start healing. Like I started like when I did counseling, that was very healing for me. But then mm-hmm. like I said, when my godfather passed away and it shot me back to the beginning of the race, now it's like, okay, now how do I, how do I heal now? I don't go to counseling right now. You know what I mean? Like so mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to kind of get back in the rhythm of um, getting to a place where I don't retract all the progress that I made during counseling. And you know how you could do that? By wow. practicing those same exact techniques that you learned while you were going there mm-hmm. in the first place. Because it's still the same exact. You're still healing from the same exact wound. It, it was just reopened. Mm-hmm. that's true so if you think about what she said to you in certain conversations you had it could really help you in that way I've tried counseling but I guess because I have so many kids and my life is so chaotic I just can't stick to like committing to being there like going you gotta be dedicated you gotta be dedicated I, I, I would miss appointments and things like that yeah so Ooh, I was at a place. Oh, I ain't miss no appointment. See, that's how my sister-in-law is. And I need to get, I need, I need to do that. I need to try it again and see. That was I like my consistent. little me time, my little getaway time. Gotta go. That's what my I'll be back in an said. hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, gotta go. <laughs> Take these kids. Yeah, so wrapping up um the healing because We're going to go on a commercial break soon, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about Know For Sure podcast. I know y'all heard of it, and if y'all haven't, it's B. Simone and Megan Ashley. We're going to talk about them and the podcast Mm -hmm. and the situation and kind of, because we're supporters. Let's make that very clear. Right. No hate. Yeah. We have listened. (laughs) We have grown to love the podcast and love May um be Simone and Megan Ashley like 
it's it's a it's a family thing for sure. Right. So you guys gotta stick around. Don't leave after after this. Stick around after <laughs> the commercial. <laughs> Make sure you stick around after the commercial. It's gonna get juicy. I feel like I feel like there's a lot That's to talk a about. Good conversation. Yeah, it's gonna get definitely. And so now, y'all, we got all of the the serious, <laughs> deep, deep, deep conversations. Like, we're still going to have some deep conversations, but I feel like these conversations were, like, on a different deep level. You know what I mean? So now we kind of... They were more personal. All right, VVV family, I'm telling y'all right now, y'all want to lock in with Royal Royale CEO. Go to her TikTok, go to the link in her bio, check out her About Time ebook, y'all. I promise y'all, I've done the ebook myself. I'm not 100% finished, but I've done the work. And when I tell y'all, it has been amazing to us being able to start Venti's Venting and Vibing to accomplish personal goals. Y'all, holla at my girl, Royal Royale CEO. Y'all can find her on TikTok at Royal The Honest Friend. Y'all can find her on Facebook and Instagram, Royal Royale CEO. Y'all better tap in. We finna talk about No For Sure podcast. And if the host is two friends, 20 plus year friendship, B. Simone, Megan Ashley. Now, if y'all don't know, about the No For Sure podcast, make sure y'all check it out. It's on, um, I watch it on Apple Podcasts and they have the visuals on YouTube. Oh, my phone is just going off. Um, But so we are two friends as well with 20 plus year friendship. We went through a 10 year separation as well. We have some, you know, similarities. So we was able to relate to their podcast and now their podcast is actually ending and you know they have some it's sad it is it is really sad um they was having some issues within their friendship and they i they, they seek counseling but they didn't really i don't think they ever really disclosed what the issue was in the friendship and now the show, the podcast is ending. What's your take on it, Millie J? I'm just a little, so I love the podcast and supporter of the podcast. And I really looked up to the podcast, especially like before when I started listening to podcasts and then I was like, oh, I want to do a podcast. And then I was like, then Ebony was like, okay, let's do this. You know, we, we talked about it. It was like, let's do this. And then right when we're having meetings about starting DVV, we start to like find out about things that's going on with them, their podcast. And it's just interesting to me because they're two friends, right? And allegedly they were friends before and I say allegedly because I don't know them, right? So I'm just speaking on what is out there. So allegedly, they, two friends, before they even go into business together, 
And then they go into business together. And then when, now that they're in business together, like I remember listening to one episode where they're talking about what's kind of going on, but they don't really tell us what's really going on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets interesting. Because as a listener, as somebody that listens, you've pretty much discussed a lot. And I understand people wanting to have a private moment and privacy, but I feel like they kind of owe the listeners a little bit of, at least something more than just- We like, need a little over. more- Or we went to counseling. Yeah, like we want to know what what really happened. Like, why, why did it have to end this way? Are y'all still friends? Are y'all not friends? Um, are y'all working still on the friendship? Like, behind the scenes, and that's why y'all decided to part ways. Is right. it a for now thing? Is it a forever thing? Like, there's so many questions and. Just I'm not being too transparent about it. And I feel like Megan wants to be transparent about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I feel like she do. And I feel like B. Simone. So the thing with B. Simone, right? She is, um, she's been out there in the public, right? Before this podcast started, she already had a following the platform and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And she had a moment on the internet where she got dragged, right? I feel like she's mm -hmm. reserved and held back because she has faced the scrutiny of the internet, which can be a cruel place, I might say, because I don't, you know, felt that as well. And I'm nowhere near on the level of B. Simone, but I don't felt the scrutiny of the internet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she is more reserved, whereas Megan is new to being in the forefront she's always been behind the scenes behind the camera and now with the podcast she's in front of the you know the front of the camera behind the mic and she's doing it and I feel like so she could be a little more open to discussing it because she haven't truly been dragged like B. Simone right and not only just that though but I also feel like she has spoke about some tough things as well. So I feel she's more open to it because she's like, okay, if I talked about this about my life, then why can't we talk about this? Like, why can't yeah. we tell them about this? I feel like the only thing that holds her back is her respecting B. Simone wishes as far as not discussing it mm -hmm. with the public. But I feel like if it was a decision based on just her, she would definitely let oh, absolutely. the listeners know absolutely. what is happening. And, you know, Megan Ashley is actually, she's staying in a podcast world. So Megan Ashley. She's taking over the podcast. So now I'm wondering, no, but is the podcast thing going to change? It, there's no for sure is done. Okay, so it's but a new podcast. It says that she's staying in the podcast industry. So she's going to okay. have her own podcast, obviously, or maybe team up with somebody else. But I could see her doing it on her own as well. She's really good for it. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, she really is good for it. And 
I don't know. I just, I also see when I compare both women and I hate comparing women, right? But when I compare them, as far as success, I feel like they're both very successful. Maturity level, I feel Megan is more mature mm -hmm. than B. Simone. I feel, and that because she is more mature, and I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth, but, um, and I feel that because she is more, she's more reserved because she's not mature enough to admit to certain wrong doings maybe, or admit to what, because it takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. In any relationship, it takes two people. So two people to start a relationship, two people to end that relationship, mm -hmm. right? So- Absolutely. Yeah, so that goes with even friendships. So I feel like, in a way, you kind of got to own, you got to accountability, you mm. know? You, you got to own up to what you've done. And sometimes I feel like if you're in that public light, you kind of got to do it publicly. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about it, right? So their platform is built on um, talking about relationships platonic relationships which is friendships like the one that they have the one that we have and many more mm -hmm. people right mm -hmm. and they set this tone for their platform to be an open book like we're talking we're having these hard conversations so let's have these let's have this hard conversation because at the end of the day like you have people out here that really support y'all like, you got some people that just want to be nosy, but you got some people that really listen to y'all and really support y'all and look at y'all, look up to y'all for inspiration, mm -hmm. encouragement, motivation. You know what I mean? Like, we look up to them as two right. friends coming up in the podcast industry. You know, we we literally listen to them. We literally right. go to their YouTube and we, you know, we view their YouTube. So it's like, let's have that conversation. We can have it on Venti's Venting and Vibing. I mean. Right. Like, we sure can. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean. See, the thing is that and we we would be open to having that type of conversation because it also is a teaching moment, a learning moment. Mm. You know? You get to learn from other people. You can't be so um, self-centered that you only think that you know what you know. And that's it. There's other you know other yeah, people's that's how you perspective grow. and sometimes you got to hear it yeah mm -hmm. that's how you learn you gotta kind of I mean yeah you learn by actually walking through something and going through something because you grow through the things that you go through but you also learn by listening mm -hmm. like if you don't shut up and you don't listen you, you're gonna miss the message period right. so I feel like in a sense, this would be like the perfect place to do that because we want to learn. We do. And we also want to teach, but we want to learn. Absolutely. You know, and we want to help and we want the advice. We want the feedback and we want to give y'all some, you know, good advice. So that all comes Especially with learning. Because we know that, you know, having a friendship and then 
tie in business into that, we know that's a risk. And we know that we're going to face trials and tribulations and we're going to have, you know, the moments where we're not agreeing on something, you know? Right. But, right. You know, we want to learn how do you work through that? Like, how can we work through that? How can we keep pushing that? Because, you know, Vinci's Vincent and Vibing, yes, it is a podcast. Trust and believe it is. But it's also an organization. We're building a family. We're building a community. Like we're literally trying to revive humanity. Like that's our mission. So right. And there's so many other things that you guys don't know that we have in store for Venti's Vincent and Vibing. So yes, it's so many things that we have in store. Is I mean, we basically have a five-year plan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a 10-year plan. If you if you if you really want to be technical, that's how deep me and Ebony have gone down this road and how we have everything lined up for us. You know, things that's happening that we haven't even expected, thought about, talked about, like it's just kind of just. Or to happen so fast. Mm -hmm. Right. Because don't be fooled by the small following of VVV. Don't be fooled by my small following. All right. Don't be fooled by the views don't be fooled by that because you don't know who who's really watching and who's reaching out you get what i'm saying you don't understand you don't understand like it's it's okay you know it's okay to not believe but sometimes you gotta believe and we are in a place where we've put all of our faith into this all of our faith into this, all of our will. We stay up late. Mm. Everybody knows I'm a grandma. I go to bed early. <laughs> Not no more. For the past couple of weeks, I've been going to bed late. It's Even so great. rare that I'm in bed by nine. Like, it doesn't happen now. It used to before VVV. It used to happen. But but we said it, though. It don't happen, happen once no more. We drop, once we pop, that's it. Right. And then it's funny because my husband was like, you stop working night shifts to start working night shifts again. (laughs) (laughs) And I was cracking up. And, you know, and we're still trying to figure out a lot of things, right? Because we're still learning. So I'm Mm -hmm. still trying to figure out how can I get this much stuff done in one day where it's not taking me 16 hours out of my day? Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm also pouring into other things that I have going on in life. So we still, we still, we still working, you know, we tired, y'all. We tired, Mm -hmm. but we up here talking to y'all because this is what we want to do. This is what we genuinely want to do. Listen, I love having my venties and pouring it out. Like when I tell you, I look forward to Tuesdays and Thursdays. Me too. Especially now that we got over like the personal stuff. Mm. And we could get more into like the general stuff. Yeah, like about to, it's it's about to go down. I'm excited, and it's okay. Y'all can still ask us so, about our personal, but we want to get into other topics too. Yeah, speaking of topics, what's the next episode? Um, I think that we were going to talk about cultures, like okay, growing up in different cultures. Mm, that's a good topic. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, yeah, so, we're going to be talking about um, growing up in different cultures. 
So mm-hmm. you know they there's a lot of people that can relate to that. Oh Especially yes. Like let's say you marry into a different culture, you know, having to blend families and all that stuff. So if it's a lot. Here, yeah, experience definitely, definitely inbox us, email us, sis, give them the socials and the email. All right, so y'all can find us on TikTok at Venti's Vincent and Vibin, Instagram Venti's Vincent and Vibin, Facebook Venti's Vincent and Vibin, and y'all can also email Venti's Vincent and Vibin at gmail.com. And don't forget to su- subscribe to our YouTube channel. And right. um, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcast Audio, y'all. And y'all can leave us some reviews, you know what I'm saying? Feedback. Yeah. I keep screaming at we want to hear from y'all. <laughs> yes, join the conversation. Join Thank the conversation so and much. let us know what y'all got in y'all entities. Because I already refilled, but we're gonna refill on the next episode. So y'all make sure y'all got y'all venties ready. Millie J, you coming with some coffee or you gonna come with it? Um When's our next one? Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming with it. See, I'm I'm so out of whack. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what day it is, y'all. But um, yeah, I'm gonna come prepare on Tuesday. I promise. Um, I need a coffee tonight. I still gotta go back to work after let's, we finish this do. recording. I gotta edit the episode for tomorrow. But guess what, y'all? We finished on time tonight. We did eleven twenty three. Whoa, period. That's that's a record. That is a record. So we finna hop off of this. I'm about to call you. Catch y'all later. Love y'all.